Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. The Hello, thingies. This is Darcy. And this is Kelly. Thanks for joining us. This week's episode is called Getting Getting Spooky Spooky With It. Cats and Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats. What are you doing? I'm doing Boots and Cats. What? (laughs) That's how you learn how to beatbox. (laughs) With Boots and Cats. Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? This is how white people learn how to beatbox. Oh my God. That is the most hilarious. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, see, Jolene loves it. That's our producer, Jolene, loving us getting spooky with it. Okay. So we decided that um, Darcy and I both, which if you've listened to us for a while, we're kind of woo-woo. little woo-woo. Yep. Yeah. Um... And if you don't woo- know what woo woo is, that means um, like supernatural, supernatural, a little psychic, a little spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, I feel like in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have my whole Eastern European uh, history behind me with a lot of. Um, I'm going to say witchcraft, but there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of superstition in that uh, deep European, yeah, long line of, yeah. Totally, like almost Roma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which if you're not hip to the the lingo, it used to be called gypsies, which is not politically correct anymore, Mm -hmm. and now they're called Roma. So definitely my family has Roma in it, for sure, on both sides. Yeah. Um, um, But, you know... We both have a lot of stuff that we can't com- uh, we can't explain that has happened in our lives. I yeah. know, um, Darcy, you always say you have your spiritual posse looking out for mm-hmm. you. Um, I actually have a, I call her my spiritual guru, guru that I meet with just about once a week. And she is, um, what y'all should know is that Every I've been to many psychics in my life, and every time I see a psychic, they tell me how psychic I am. Right. But I don't see dead people. I don't have voices talking to me. I've had a couple unexplained phenomenon. I've always been empathic. I feel other people's energy. I soak up other people's energy. That's always been something from a time I was a little child. Like if the teacher in first grade, I vividly remember one day, my first grade teacher admonishing the whole class for being too noisy and not paying attention. And I personally cried like she was yelling at me. Yeah. I've always been that. I've always been that. And she wasn't because I was, I was the kid that never ruffled any feathers, you know? And that to this day reminds me, yes, you've been an empath since you were born, but I have a person who's like, I'm going to help you hear your spirit guides, your spiritual posse, your spiritual team, because you have so much in your past that has congested you that keeps you from hearing them. We have to break through all that other crap. So just FYI, 
I have a spiritual woo-woo guru that I speak uh, with I, once a week. And I honestly, I think that's amazing. And I, I have been told that I am empathic totally. many times. Absolutely you are. And I take on everybody's energy as mm -hmm. my own. I feel that. Yeah. And in my family, for sure, we 100% have psychic and um, moments. I mean, I, we, we'll get more into that when we give specific um, uh, instances. But um, so I'm just, I, I just wrote a list just out of, uh, you know, keeping things in touch because we always go off topic. Right. Oh, surprise. And I have no notes, so I'm just going to interject in what she has to say. Right. Because well, I can talk about this supernatural stuff for hours. So, right. Yeah. And that's why I thought this would be a good show. Great show. Um, yeah. Especially this time of year. Yep. Um, okay. So, first, ghosts. Okay. What about them? <laughs> um, I freaking believe they are real. I have mm. lived in my life. We definitely had... I believe in when I was a child, we had poltergeists in our house. Mm. Um, we had a neighbor kid. We went on vacation and um, there were four of us, four kids and my parents in a house. And we had a neighbor kid uh, watching our dogs. We've always had dogs. I know that's a surprise with me, but we've always had dogs. <laughs> and at one point, um, uh, in those days, there were no cell phones or whatever. Right. The girl who was watching our dogs, um, I'm going to make this fast because uh, I'll get to the meat. Anyway, the lights were going on and off. We were gone. The dogs were in the house. The lights were going on and off. The, like Things were rattling around. And the, well, the girl feeding the dogs was there. No, she, her father called... Um, I don't even know. I don't think he did, but um, he wouldn't let her daughter, his daughter, go there because the lights wow. were going on and off. And um, interesting. And it was just like the well, house. No one was there. Nobody was there except the dogs. Because that okay, from what I understand from supernatural things and stuff like that, or poltergeist. Yeah, with well, well, first of all, poltergeists are more uh, are actually exceedingly rare. But they usually show up when there are teenagers in the house. And they're well, not actually a ghost entity. They're actually a, a, a manifestation of the incredible energy, from the, the hormonal energy yeah. from the teenagers. So to have anything going on while no one is in the house, because ghosts draw off of human energy to do what they can do, that's really fascinating to me. Could they, that while um, you weren't there. No, yeah, we were not there. But I remember, and our neighbor was like... I'm not saying I don't believe you, but I'm just oh, like, that's no, no, very no. interesting and, to me. And I was a kid, but I remember this is like lore, like lore of our family. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, you know, my dad was like... But I wonder, uh, and I honestly don't know, and this may sound like bullshit, <laughs> um, but if dogs' energies have... True, can, that's true. ...have poltergeist or ghosts or whatever they can but, see that shit better than humans but, can yeah absolutely and um anyway so that was our first thing and i was young 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 but i have other things but i know you have some 
You have a really good ghost story who has a <laughs> wicked Boston accent. Oh, <laughs> well, no, the ghost didn't. But I lived downstairs from a lady named Anne, and she was from Boston, and she smoked like a chimney, and so she talked like this. She called me Dassey. 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 And um, we told the story in one of our Halloween episodes, but who cares? I'll tell it again. I think um, those are on YouTube, and you yeah, probably those are have on YouTube. not gone back to YouTube to watch. To, yeah. yeah. So, so one of our past Halloween again. episodes, this is probably the most significant uh, supernatural experience I've ever had. I remember... Anne telling me, Anne had created her own religion based on little bits and pieces of, I um, mean, she was a Russian Jew, and so she had all sorts of superstition in her life from her family. We, got a lot, we have a lot superstition, of superstition, I'm yes. telling you right now. But then she also was very into Native American, um, you know, lore and stuff like that. So she'd created her own religion. And so one night she decided she was going to, quote, call the mothers. <laughs> she was calling the mothers. And in Native American um, hierarchy, basically, the females, it's, it's yeah. basically in most tribes a matriarchal society. Right. And there's a lot of honor given to the grandmothers, the old women, and they're generally the shamans in lots of different tribes. So she was going to have a ceremony privately upstairs. She lived directly above me where she was going to call the mothers to come and bless her. Well, that particular night, I'm sleeping in my bed, and I roll over, and in my half-awake, half-dream state, I see a woman at my bed, and she's dressed in an old, antique dress, and she has, she's old, her, she has wrinkles all over her face, her cheekbones are very high, so she looked thinking back after the fact Native I was like American. she looked Native American to me and she raised her hand to reach out to me and I screamed my ass off and then she was gone now you know people see crazy things when that half state of awakened dream and just sure. rolling over in bed or whatever but it was so vivid to me like I can just I could draw for you the dress she was wearing yeah and I said to Anne a couple days later, it occurred to me, I was like, oh, wow. I think that was the night Anne was calling the mother. The mothers. The mothers. And so I saw, when well, next time I saw her, I said, Anne, did you call the mothers the other night like you did? She's like, oh, yes, it was a wonderful, it was wonderful. I felt so free and blessed and blah, blah, blah. I said, <laughs> well, the thing is, I said, I think one got lost on the way and stopped in my house and scared my pants off. And she was just like, what? So I explained the story to her. And she was like, oh, no. She goes, she came to give you a blessing. And I was like, well, I was scared. She goes, well, of course, because you weren't expecting her. And blah, blah, blah. She goes, she's like, but I promise you, I would never send somebody to you without love. She came to you in a loving manner. <laughs> and I was like, That's okay. And then literally years later... I saw a psychic and told him this story and he goes, and I, and I hadn't seen, I hadn't had any sightings like that since. And he goes, well, of course not. Because when you scream like that, it disrupts the energy that they've used to appear to you. There's a lot of energy to appear to you. He said, and it's like a knife into them. It's painful. 
He goes, so I guarantee you, she went back to the spirit realm and said, don't visit Darcy. Oh my God. <laughs> don't come to Darcy. I, I don't scream. remember the end of that story. Oh yeah. my God. I'm, sure, I'm not sure I said that part, but yeah. It was like, he's like, yeah, of course they don't come to you because they know that it's scaring, it scares you. And even to this day, I'm like, I tell my spiritual posse, if you want to talk to me, please come in dreams. You don't get to stand at the foot of my bed and terrify me. You don't get to sit on my bed. And actually, lots of times I feel something. It'll feel I like too. sitting on the edge of my bed. They, somebody sits down. Like I can almost feel feel yep. like my bed is dipping that yep. somebody's there i Absolutely. could feel that mm -hmm. i could feel, i'm moving my microphone it's probably going <laughs> <laughs> and at this point it doesn't really scare me anymore because i'm like okay you know what guys i'm trying to go to sleep i'm tired whatever you have going on it's gonna have to wait you know the rules or you please don't come get to be in my room my yeah okay so i believe in that too give and them my I, boundaries i definitely believe that well, we're, we're both pretty much open. So I, I almost feel like, is there, should we talk about what we don't believe in? But I do, and why? That's negative. Okay. So <laughs> I do believe that people come to for sure visit you in your dreams. Yeah. And I wish I had somebody who could interpret my dreams for me. Because especially there's one medication I'm on that is and it's not peyote or whatever but there's one pain medication i'm on that just makes me have these freaking vivid mm. dreams and they're not necessarily bad thankfully i have very few years ago i used to just have nightmare nightmare nightmare, nightmare. these are not but they're so involved and i would just love to have somebody say okay what is that what is that what does that mean what mm. does that mean um but as far as um, visitors in your room, I can literally feel when someone sits on my bed and somebody is next to me and somebody, I mean, I could feel somebody's touching me. I've had that too. I yeah. don't know if it's my parents. I don't know who it is. I can't exactly recognize who it is, but somebody, I could feel the dip in my bed mm -hmm. and I could feel that somebody is sitting there. And then sometimes I wake up and I see a shape of someone and then mm. uh, they're gone. It's gone. Whatever it is, it's gone. Wow. I totally feel that. I don't see shapes Do anymore. Do you get um, dream paralysis that you can't move? Never. And actually, I was just reading about that this week. Um, somebody, our mutual friend, Kevin Wetmore, I don't know if he wants yeah. me to say this, but he posted on his Facebook, but he said... He's been sick and he had dream paralysis. Now, this is a thing that is not actually supernatural. This is a medically documented, it's scientific, sleep paralysis is a thing. But people see different things where like they wake up in the middle of the night and they can't move. Yeah. And, and I've for had some that, of them, there's terrifying. a hag sitting on their chest. For some people, they say they see a demon, and this is your mind actually playing tricks on you. It's not an actual, real, supernatural thing. I have But I've never had that, you I have? I have, when I cannot move. Wow. I cannot move, and, and I don't sleep with blankets. Well, now it's really hot, but mm. I just, right now, in where my health is, I just I don't like the feeling of having 
blankets on top of me that I can't move because mm -hmm. um, it's hard enough for me to, anyway, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to hear all of that. <laughs> so I sleep on top of my covers. And then if I get cold, which now I do not at all because it's 100 degrees here, um, I have a little blanket that I put over myself, but I don't get under the covers right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was part of it. Like you just have blankets on top of you, but it's not. I still get mm, sleep paralysis when, um, but okay. So sleep is, and I don't sleep well. I'll say that. I sleep maybe four or five hours at the most, mm -hmm. no matter what time I go to sleep. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So I get sleep paralysis. I get weird freaking dreams. Um, but I also feel like I also get answers to questions in my sleep, which is cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Like if I'm really, really upset about something before I go to sleep, sometimes I feel like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I figured that out in my sleep and I feel wow. better about it. Not all the time, but sometimes I do. I do not. When I have, well, first of all, I'm not a person who remembers her dreams at all, really, unless I'm taking something to help me sleep, if I'm taking a medication, if I'm taking something natural, like a supplement that's herbs or CBD, right. I don't have weird dreams. But if I take like a chemical to help me right. sleep, then I will have crazy yeah, dreams. Yeah, me I too. That's when I have the crazy dreams. Yeah. And I don't actually, I just consider that chemical weirdness in my brain. I don't consider that like the spirit realm trying to reach out to me at all. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't, because oh. I'm like, it's a chemical. It's not natural. It's, I'm not in a natural sleep state. I'm in an induced, a chemically induced sleep state. Okay. So I don't tend to think of that as something that I need to be Well, that might be something to. I should look at because I feel like for the last like four or five years, I mean, not like I don't take sleeping pills, but I do take a muscle relaxer at night mm. because my... Oh man, when I take a muscle relaxer, my dreams are crazy pants. That's what I'm yes. saying because I am, I am normally, I am so tense all the time. Like... Mm. I remember I had my a physical therapist that came to my house a couple times a week or um, after I had my surgery. We talked about this a while ago, a few months ago. And he's like, you are so tense. Like every muscle in your body is tense all the time. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah, but um, So my doctor, uh, you know, at night I take a muscle relaxer. But um, I don't take a sleeping pill, but I just... I just have crazy dreams right. and I would love to know because honestly I kind of like you're saying like if I take a pill um, that I have crazy dreams but I also feel like it's like when you have alcohol isn't it like that's your truth coming out mm. even if you have uh, anyway okay so dreams <laughs> I know I'm trying to keep us on track because we could do we could do a four hour like, show yeah, and we we're not gonna this. do a four hour show. <laughs> so I'm looking at my list of things we're gonna talk about and I'm trying to move on. Right. Um, but please let us know what dreams you have. Do let people us sit know. on your bed in the middle of the night? Right. You know, or do what people feels sit like on a person? Your bed? Do you yeah. have dream paralysis? It's mm -hmm. so interesting. Now I'll tell you this: in in my last apartment in Nashville is probably the only place I've really felt a presence in, where I really felt like there was something, somebody in the house with me and it, and I kept picturing in my mind, 
that he it was a male and that he was from maybe I, I kept picturing him in like a double-breasted suit at a fedora so I felt like he was like from a film a, noir yeah film guy. noir kind of guy and I never saw him but it was just like a feeling I got and that's probably the last time I really had a feeling of a presence that's anywhere so interesting and, and would love to know who was in that yeah. apartment before. and I remember one night literally being by myself because my roommate was out of town that weekend and lying down to go to sleep and as I was falling asleep I felt like I heard the dishes in the kitchen rattling and I was like, what the heck? Nobody else is in the house but me. But it was distinctly the dishes rattling. And I called 911 because I was like, somebody's in my house. And the cops came. And the thing is, my for me to get to the door to let the cops in, I would have to run by the kitchen. Because my bedroom was past the kitchen. And to get the door. And that's like... And I remember being on 911 with them going, I can't. I'll have to run past the kitchen. What if the person's in the house? And they're like... Well, the police are right outside the door. If you see somebody, then you scream and they'll bust in the door and you just, you just run and get the door. And so I did and there was nobody in the freaking house, but I was like, I'm telling you. And of course they looked at me like I was nuts. These are Nashville police, good old boys who, A, it's a single woman in her house. So they're not going to have any, any respect whatsoever. Wow. And then she's saying the dishes were rattling, you know? So they weren't mean, but I could definitely tell that they were not impressed and annoyed that they had to come yeah. to my house. But that's probably the last time I ever had anything really significant. Yeah, I feel like I have that stuff and I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. So we for sure believe in that. that we for <laughs> sure believe that there are people. Okay, so let's go. How do you feel about aliens? Oh my God, okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, my journey on this, toward the supernatural began with aliens. I remember, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> started with aliens. And now I'm to a point where like aliens, whatever. Of course they're aliens. But I was afraid to watch X-Files because the beginning credits freaked me out. The music the pictures. I was like, I can't watch this show. My friend who was a neighbor was like, you got, it's the best show ever. I finally buckled down and I watched it and, and I became an addict of the, one of the greatest shows ever. But that said, just very interested in aliens. And also, um, okay, here I go. I'm throwing my sister on the bus, under the bus. Not going to say which one, but, uh, we joke that she wasn't actually given birth to by our mother, but that she was actually brought here by aliens. And they gave our mother the memory of having our sister because she's so different from the rest of us. And I kind of feel like that about all Aquarians. You're just a little weird. And so I'm like, I, do I feel like I have ever been visited? No, but my sister had unexplained markings on her legs that weren't there the night before she went to sleep. She's convinced she was taken, experimented on. I absolutely 1000% believe there are, are aliens. However, are they little green men or little gray men? I don't know. Um, but to think that we are the only living beings that's how in I the feel, infinite sure. universe is really narcissistic and that's obnoxious. That's how I feel for sure. Yeah. And when you look at 
the things that the Incas invented, the Aztecs mm. invented, the, the pyramids. How'd they build the pyramids with zero technology? The, the ancient civilizations, the things that they came up with, the mm. calendar, the, you know, mm. Stonehenge, all of that stuff. Mm. It's like, I know humans are smart, but that is, that is unworldly We weren't shit. that smart back then. Most of those people couldn't fucking read. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, so how are they going to figure out the math to I make that to stuff believe, happen? I have to believe, like, it is... I feel like it's inconceivable to think that in this entire universe, which goes on beyond, we could even fathom yeah. how far this universe goes on, that we're the only beings, sentient, makes no sentient beings yeah. on this. So I do believe in that. Even our friend, Dr. Seamus Colbert, who is an astronomer, I asked him this once years ago. I said, what do you think oh, about I aliens? I, I, I never knew you asked him this. Yeah, well, years ago. I said, what do you think about aliens? Do you think they exist? He goes, well, I think it's totally possible. He goes, it seems stupid that we're the only living beings in an yeah. infinite universe. He goes, can we prove any of it? Nah. But it seems, he goes, I'm open to the possibility for sure. Yeah, you know? I think so too. And I, I, just, I just feel like, mm. yeah. So, okay. So this is a good segue. Well, wait, though. Oh, Are nope. we moving on from aliens? Because I want to say this one thing. Say another so, alien thing. American Horror Story had one of their last, like right now they have an anthology that's six or seven different stories. I wish you guys could see Darcy's hands right now because <laughs> yeah. she's explaining Very Italian right now. With her <laughs> hands. <laughs> yes. But American Horror Story, one of their last actual seasons that they did, um was about aliens coming to visit. And I, dang it, I can't remember the president, uh, which president it was, but this was in the 50s. Sorry, my American history sucks. But aliens came and made a deal with him. We're, we won't destroy your earth if you do X, Y, Z for us. And that began the technology race that they gave for us the their space, technology. The race? For, or just just uh, in general, computers where we are now. Like if you look at the time of That's the 50s, amazing. That's how amazing. fast technology went, right. is like their theory in this fictional show was the aliens came, gave us their information, and in return, that's what it was, in return we allowed them to take a certain number of humans to experiment on in return. Wow. To, so that they could create hybrid species. Human slash aliens yes. on and their it was like, planet. Now again, this is American Horror Story. It's fiction, but it's a very interesting concept to think about. I don't, you know it's what? It's not out of the realm of possibility. We'll give, like, think about how fast technology has sped from the 50s compared to 100 years before that. You know what? And I consider myself and both of us we have a modicum of of intelligence we're both yep. intelligent and we women. are not conspiracy theorists no by any but stretch. i have to i i i really have to think that there is something out there i almost mm -hmm. i always think about like what was that um saying elsewhere or whatever where it, it was the autistic kid and the whole show was in his snow globe or horton hears a who like the whole thing okay. Like, our whole Earth is in, like, some yeah. little autistic kid's snow globe or <laughs> Horton Hears a Who. It's, like, right. on a dandelion leaf, like, yeah. our whole planet. Or my sister 
one day saw a fly land on a globe in her classroom. And she, this is how her mind works, where she was like, oh my God, what if we're the globe and God is the fly? You know, like that, like no, we're I, this tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of, mag, of, of in, a, in an infinite magnificence. I think about that we are all so the time. so small, yeah. Are we, and there are 83, thousand different planets yep. of all uh, uh, you know Infinite, and i don't yeah. even smoke pot and i think about this stuff <laughs> yep. all the time yeah okay all right so we did aliens <laughs> we did i aliens. am not i am not above that that i mean i believe that could happen okay yep. so that's a good thing about um we'll go into uh really quickly reincarnation oh my goodness okay Santa. this is a big question for me right. having grown up do you think that you die and that's it and ashes to ashes, dust to dust and no, that's it? I've never believed that it's over when you die. I agree. And I honestly, if you believe that, that's fine. I'm not trying to tell you to believe sure, otherwise, sure, but sure. it makes me really sad for people who believe that. And I actually have a very good friend, used to play guitar in my band when I was in Nashville, who literally believes that when it's done, it's done. And I was like, what keeps you going? What gets you up in the morning then? Knowing that there's nothing else after this because and he thought no afterlife no nothing you he's like this is it. it this is you get one shot yolo and you better exactly you better make it worth it and i was like oh my god that's the saddest thing because in my opinion there are people whose lot in life is horrible you know just because of their the luck of the draw of the country they were born in and you know they're born in poverty and that's not you know so i'm like it's how is that i can't fathom the idea that there's nothing more than this simply because there are people who never got a chance in this world and that's not fair. So I prefer to believe that there is something guiding us and that this isn't it. Like karma, if you're a good person in this life, mm -hmm. you're going to get a better... Or even just if you're... Like I grew up evangelical. If at the end of this life, you go to be in the Father's arms. And right. if you had a hard life your reward at the end of getting through bliss. this terrible and life it's like, is oh! bliss. Yeah. Yeah. But then I've always, I go back and forth between that and reincarnation because part of me also loves the idea that if I don't get it right, like in personal relationships, if I don't get it right with a person in this life, I have the opportunity maybe in the next. Right. You know? Oh, I agree. And, that and I feel like, I almost feel like there are people that you meet in your life that you're like, I haven't just known you for two years. Exactly. Yep, I yep, have yep. known you known for you 500 for years. 100 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely feel like that. And I also feel like, here's the thing that I feel. And another thing. <laughs> I feel like there is so much so much that goes into creating a human life yeah that how could it be wasted in 80 or 90 years yeah I mean, everything that, that has that's it to you happen, blow your wad in 80 or 90 years everything that has to happen to create a human life right. in a womb and grow mm -hmm. to whatever and not die of young age or whatever and you're still i i just well, can't that's imagine. a thing too if you die too young what that's it Right. That's it? You don't get another right. chance? You're 12 and you step off the curb and you get hit yeah. by a bus 
damn you're that's it oh sorry your life was 12 years that's I it. cannot believe that that is and that's I, sad and equally I hate when somebody dies and people say well it's you know God has a better plan for them I don't hate it but it bothers me I'm like well let me grieve mm. but yes maybe but maybe I, I, I honestly don't know. Mm. Is that something we should believe? Like they're going to be happier? Mm. You know, they, you know, when people say my mother who is suffering has gone home, mm. she, you know, like you were saying, she's in the arms of the Lord mm. and we take comfort in that. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, uh, I don't know. This is a hard mm-hmm. one. This, it's death, a hard one. Death is and, a really hard one for yeah. me. And there's things that I honestly believe, and I didn't realize this when I was growing up in an evangelical household. It was basically, you die, you go to heaven or hell, period. That's it. You get one shot, and those are your two choices. And there's no redemption. Like in Judaism, you could redeem yourself after okay. you die, I think. Okay. Well, if you're Catholic, you could go to purgatory, and then you can work your way towards heaven. Right. But not on this earth. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas reincarnation is about, well, you get an opportunity to try again. And actually on one of the podcasts I love listening to, it's called Psychic Teachers. And they have said repeatedly that they, they believe that there are souls who, and this is such a fascinating concept to me. I'm not trying to say it's true or not, but something to really think about is they believe that there are souls who volunteer to come back as an antagonizer for another soul to help them learn what they're supposed to learn in this lifetime. Well, so like yeah. this, uh, well, that's like angels. I feel yeah. like, you know, you, you watch any, you know, any show about angels who are come, come back to earth to teach somebody their, you know, hmm. what their worth is or what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. But you're, you're even saying like an antagonist to like, yeah, like well, this them. woman is like, she has a very toxic mother. So she tends to believe that her mother's soul chose to come to this earth in her lifetime to teach her what she needed to learn to become the spiritual and psychic person that she was. And that, she had to learn the lessons from her mother being a, a terrible mother to teach her the well, lessons and that some souls volunteered to come back and be crappy. So and I was like, that's say, fascinating to me. I'm going to be an asshole and terror, sorry, terrorize this person so they can be a better person. So they can evolve another level. I go, they pass, I pass, I go back to the realm and then maybe my next turnaround, I can be somebody who is there, who is a loving presence for the next soul. That and is then, kind of Isn't that interesting? Well, and I also feel like <coughs> built in is to give somebody who's a really horrible person a pass. Not a pass, mm-hmm. but to kind of understand like, right. oh, you are here to teach me a lesson. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I understand this. And you're going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to benefit from this and you're going to mm-hmm. benefit from this. And maybe even that soul, it's a really interesting concept, but also maybe that soul also needs to evolve. Maybe that's a soul that needs to evolve in this lifetime. And so they're met, they meet together and the one gets to grow, the other doesn't, but they go back and whatever, you know, it's just, honestly, my, my, one of my sisters went to a psychic and was talking about a family member that we both love very much. And the psychic said to her, 
you need to accept that she is not here to evolve in this particular lifetime. And when yeah. my sister shared that with me, it literally it made a lot of sense and it alleviated changed a lot. Yeah. everything for me. It was yeah. like, I cannot make this person understand me. I cannot make this person love me for who I am. And it is not my fault. Right. It's not even her fault in this lifetime. That's she's you know not what? here that to evolve. Is... She's here to stagnate. Maybe her next life, she'll be able to evolve. And maybe I'll be that's, involved in that. That's an amazing way to Isn't look that at it. I mean, just, and it takes wow. The, it, takes, it takes the pressure off of you. Mm -hmm. It takes the, the vitriol off of what you're putting on that person. Yep. And, you know, whether it's true or not, man, I feel like we should adopt that. That's, mm -hmm. that's like I literally have in my lifetime met people who, and, and, and one particular person who, is, who I... I consider myself close to this person. Doesn't I don't think this person considers themselves as close to me. Certainly not like we used to be. But I just kind of look at this person as this person has evolved to exactly Test where you? they're going to. They're not oh. going to evolve anymore. And I can't expect them to evolve to meet me. They're where they're going to be. They've evolved in this lifetime for sure. But they're not going to evolve to meet me. Right. And they're not. And they think they're at this level. Right. And they think I'm not going to meet them. Right. But we're on two different trajectories. Yeah. You no, know, that definitely. And when that me definitely happens, this person is done evolving in this lifetime. And and I need to just worry about my own yeah. path. Well, I, and I feel like that's and I feel like that's the truth for all of us. At mm -hmm. some point, it's like. When you know that your path is to just keep evolving for yourself mm -hmm. and you can't take other, and, and again, we're empaths. We know mm -hmm. this. We want to take everybody with us yeah. and help everybody all the time <laughs> for all the things. Yep. And we can't. And we can't. And that's the thing. You <gasps> have to just say to yourself, you have to be willing to lose people as and you evolve. So it's so fucking, hard. So fucking hard. I... I hate, but we I have just, to be I know, willing. I know, and I just want to, I always want to keep people no matter what, mm -hmm. you know, you're hurting me, but you're not hurting me. Right. But uh, we go back to kindergarten. How could you, you so what, you I know? know, I know we have to be like, okay, wow. That's who we were then. Oh, this show hurts. <laughs> Mommy, this show me on the doll. Show me on the doll where this show hurts. <laughs> This show is hurting me in my stomach. Yes. Not as spooky as we intended, really, but... Um, um, so, hey, what are your feelings? Please, this yeah. for sure is a show we need interaction on. Yeah, tell us your stories. Do, do you have ghost stories? Tell us. I tell love us a good ghost, ghost stories. Story. Tell us about psychic things. I could go on probably for another hour about totally. psychic incidents yep. that happened in our family, like... My sister got in an accident and she knew exactly where my parents were out to dinner with and they had never been at that restaurant and they got a call what? that Yeah. Wow. We have all of those kind of stories. <laughs> um again, the Eastern European Roma blood is thick with us. Mm. We are a, a, a superstitious people, but please interact with us. Tell Let us, us your know. Yeah. yeah. 
We want to hear your stories. What, uh, what do you believe? What do you not believe? Aliens? Mm. No. Your reincarnation? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We want to hear from you. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane. And healthy and hopeful. Thank you, thingies.